Welcome to AMC Behind the Mic, a podcast series that highlights stories from the amazing people who devote their time to support the AMC. The AMC, short for the Administrative Management Council, is a representative body for over 3,800 full-time administrators at New York University. The AMC fosters university-wide relationships that inspire thoughtful engagement, innovative progress, and professional excellence. The work of the AMC is driven by volunteers who are elected to serve in leadership positions. This episode is part of a series spotlighting individuals who serve in more visible leadership capacities for the AMC, officers, senators, and representatives. You'll get to learn more about how these people decided to step up and speak out to go from an audience member at an AMC meeting to a leader advancing the mission of the AMC. I'm Mike McCaw, an NYU employee for the past 15 years. I've worked in numerous roles across campus, and I'm currently part of the provost's office. I've been a part of the AMC for the last 12 years and have served as a representative, a committee chair, a senator, the AMC vice chair, and a multi-time AMC chairperson. I'm Seamus Mullen, an NYU employee for the past eight years. I've worked in numerous roles across campus, and I'm currently part of University Human Resources. I've been a part of the AMC for the last three years as the administrative coordinator. We are excited to feature Daniel Holub from Arts and Science. Daniel has proudly served the AMC in a number of roles, a representative for FAS, a longtime AMC senator, and as the treasurer from 2016 to 2018. You'll get to hear how Daniel voted in his very first AMC meeting and why that vote didn't count and how he has served as a thoughtful leader in the AMC over many years. It's great to see. And I love being involved and I love the idea of staying involved. I love the idea of, you know, for me, and I think very much, I know for you, Mike, like for me, John DeSantos is very inspirational in the sense that, (laughs) you know, his level of of engagement obviously has, has sort of ebbed and flowed over the many years he's been involved, but always connected. And I see myself in that way which is why it's really inspiring to see a lot of this um, new energy coming forward because it's nice to be able to, at certain points, just ref- be more reflective and and then go back to engaging. And so it's really nice to have that level of involvement um, with the AMC. Yeah, selfishly, I'm hoping, that's how I'm hoping my, <laughs> my pendulum will swing where I could kind of just be in the background. <laughs> it, it, well, it's true and also, I mean, to be sustainable for any of us, I mean, sorry, Seamus, you're in this for the long haul. (laughs) (laughs) Fortunately, fortunately you are paid explicitly to do some of this stuff. So, um, but for a lot of us, you know, I, I, I want to make sure that there isn't burnout, that there is um, this continual level of enthusiasm, which is there for me. I don't, I haven't lost that, but I also want to be mindful of the fact that, you know, everything has a, has a a shelf life. And so I'd like to be able to, you know, stay involved, see some new, new vision and some new energy for all of us. Um, And then, you know, like I said, get involved in other committees at different points, you know, and stay engaged in all, all manner of ways. So. Nice. Daniel, how did, um, it's like, how did you first learn about uh, AMC and, and what was the, you know, you said you got started right away. Um, what kind of drew you into it? 
you know, the very, um, I had this uh, interaction with my human resource uh, manager during my onboarding and, and her name was Andrea Blatt. And she was a very spirited, energetic individual. And I had mentioned, you know, I, I had come from a major research one institution and then I went from there to a small conservatory and I had been there for many years. And I was really excited about getting back to a place like NYU where there were so many resources, so many opportunities um, and I wanted to be engaged. And so she was the very first person, as I said, during my onboarding to say, well, here, the AMC is a really active um, part of the university and governance, and this is something you should consider. And I've, uh, I've told this story many times, but you know, I got involved immediately and started going to meetings and started voting before I was even supposed to be voting. So I'm sitting there in the back of the room, raising my hand and you know, voting on things. And I think it was uh, a colleague from uh, philosophy who, who, who later became a good friend said, you know, you're not supposed to be voting. <laughs> like, this is not about you. <laughs> and then we introduced ourselves and it was very funny. We became fast friends and I was laughing about it ever since then. And then I, you know, realized, and she was able to get me uh, connected to uh, the AMC more directly as a rep. So that's kind of how it all started. So a very, uh, uh, a very sweet memory of, of somebody who uh, was, you know, would later become a good friend, both AMC and otherwise, so. So with that kind of entry point, what were you hoping to get out of your work with the AMC kind of in those early days? I wanted to, stay connected and I wanted to be aware. Early on, it wasn't necessarily about being an agent of change or making decisions. I knew that uh, bodies like this had so much to do with governance and had a lot to do with um, decision-making. And to do that, you need to be aware of what's going on. And so for me, that was the most important thing. I, I came from an institution which was amazing and had so many wonderful uh, qualities and wonderful human beings that work there, but it was very um, insular in terms of the senior leadership and very little information was shared with anyone. Um, and so for me, it was really important to have a sense of, you know, how this machine works and how it's propelled forward um, from, you know, the very big picture to the very minute detail. So that was really the catalyst for me. That's why I wanted to be involved. And then later, obviously, you know, wanting to help affect change and do things like that. But uh, that was a big part of it. And also, I just, I, I, I really like my colleagues. I mean, my work is important. And I think I have a really very healthy work-life balance. I think that's one of the things I've always prided myself on. But at the same time, I really enjoy my colleagues. I, I feel like, you know, we spend so much time together my relationships with the people I work with are very genuine. I don't, you know, I'm not gonna spend time, you know, talking about my you know, my Netflix queue with you if I don't think you're, you know, worth spending my time on. So I, I my colleagues are, you know, dear to me. And I, that's another big part of, uh, I think, what we all benefit from with the AMC. You know, we're connected in a very special way. In a way, I don't think, that the other um, bodies are. Not that they don't have their own unique connections to one another, but um, I think 
as students, they're connected to one another as as students primarily. And I think that you know their their vantage point tends to be very specific to their role as a student, as it should be. Um, but I think with the AMC, we come to it uh, more holistically. You know, we're administrators, we're parents, we're you know we're caregivers, we're 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 supporting so many people on so many different levels that I think that uh, makes us unique. So. Agreed. I love it. Um, I it's, it's funny too. The uh, you know kind of sounds like um, you you had no problem from day one, kind of raising your hand, <laughs> speaking up. Um, that of course that later turned into a leadership role as an officer. Um, what kind of inspired you later on to to move up into the officer role as, as treasurer? Oh well, that um, that's easy. That was just good good old fashioned strong arming by. Uh, the current leadership at the time. Um, <laughs> and I think that is um, a really important part of the, the past, current and future leadership of the AMC. It's, it's their job to make sure that, you know, you recognize people who have interest who could maybe offer something and, and to kind of nudge them in that direction. I think um, for some people, it's really natural. And then for other people like myself, I'm a much more quiet leader. I, I tend to, I like to talk. I have no problem talking, but when it comes to leadership roles, I tend to like to be um, more uh, part of a deliberative body and more reflective and being able to help and support where I can. So, so yeah, I think it's a big part of it is leadership and people who can recognize that in other people. So I wasn't necessarily going after it, um, but it was, I, it was, I was certainly really happy. It was a really lovely um, uh, part of my, my uh, work with the AMC. And also I will say this, um, I, will, I will say that having been a treasurer and then now uh, watching the current treasurer and seeing the amazing amount of work that they've done and like new initiatives and things that they've been able to implement. Um, it's really nice to see that um, those building blocks and that continuation of the good work and and to be proud of that you know it's like it's there's very little that's cutthroat <laughs> about our election process <laughs> and so um, you know I'm I'm always happy to see people succeed and I think that is kind of a hallmark of um, the work that we do I think we are cheering each other on. So knowing your kind of perspective as an officer, as a senator, somebody who's uh, a senior unit representative, you've really been involved in the AMC in a, in a number of different ways and seen it from different perspectives and had a really influential hand in a lot of these conversations. We've really benefited from your presence. Is there anything that kind of immediately comes to mind as uh, something that the AMC has advocated for that's given you a sense of pride or satisfaction? No, without a doubt. I mean, I would... And the great irony is that we are living it in the moment as we telecommute today. Um, I think it's a huge, huge win for us. I don't think um, the telecommuting policy would have happened um, without our pushing it um, so, not aggressively, but so thoughtfully because, you know, it was done after several years of departments kind of doing trial runs and showing its effectiveness and supporting it. Tish being a great example of 
the work that they did. So I think, you know, that's a huge win for us. And I, I, I'm disappointed sometimes that it's overshadowed by the fact that we are living in this telecommuting moment now. And I also think it's really important that we have, um, that we don't lose sight of it. So that when all of this is said and done with, that we can go back to that and, and look at it for it, look at telecommuting for its own benefit and its own sake, um, not just as a response to COVID. Um, so I think that's a huge win. I mean, there are many, but that's for me that stands out because I think it will have a huge impact, huge impact on um, people's work-life balance. So whether they take advantage of it or not, I mean, I think because there'll be people in their office who take advantage of it, and you know, at the end of the day, you know, happy teams make for happy individuals. You know, yes, amen to that. Amen to that. Um... I think I think the the AMC has <laughs> their kind of orders uh, in terms of when this pandemic moment is over. Maybe it won't be over, but the remote work moment is over. How can we go back and um, look at the success of telecommuting? Um, curious too to think for you, Daniel. You know, moving forward now that we're taking stock in our our fiftieth year, um, apart from perhaps telecommuting. What, what else should we focus on as a, as a council or push for? As we look at uh, what we're living in right now and being in this moment, I think it's kind of hard for us to actually see what is in front of us. And so I think a big part of the AMC's role is going to be paying close attention to what's happening now, taking note of changes that are being made maybe subtly and not announced so broadly. And as we move into a period of normalcy, being there to advocate for our constituents, whether that is, again, the telecommuting policy sort of, sort of falling off of the radar and maybe not being viewed as essential anymore um, to you know, uh, merit increases and changes to um, uh, uh, promotional structure, things like that. So I think it's going to be really key that the AMC is kind of at the ready when all is back to normal so that we can, we can help our constituents, constituents make sense of this. So you've had a very interesting kind of first toe in the water with the AMC, um, you know, being a very active in your first meeting. So kind of knowing, you know, your own experience with the AMC and kind of how you see it now, um, what would you tell somebody who is attending their first AMC meeting? What uh, kind of perspective or advice you would give them if they were basically sitting in the audience for the first time? I would say immediately join a committee. And, and, and the, uh, the thing I always add, especially with new people, is I'm like, join a committee. You don't have to open your mouth for the first three months. I'm like, just go, sit in. They're really interesting. You'll learn a lot. You can be as involved and as engaged as you want to be, but you you can also just be a fly on the wall. And it's and I've always told people it's it's a great way to just get a sense of the work that we do, the um, the importance of the work, and do it in a way that's comfortable for you. Do you have a favorite, if you can share it, a favorite uh, benefits committee moment, memory, something that happened? You know, I think. Uh, as with many things that we have been talking about, mine are mostly tied to the people that I work with. 
And so um, I've always enjoyed being part of the benefits committee um, indirectly and then becoming uh, vice chair, um, uh, working with Christy uh, and now Melissa. And both of them are really fantastic. And uh, I, I benefited from, you know, sort of their earnestness and their, their, uh, their, the good work that they do. Um, and being in that supporting role for them um, has been really a source of pride for me. I, I you know, I, um, I think that just having the opportunity to bring people together has been really great. And also last year, you know, before the pandemic, um, we were getting phenomenal attendance. We were getting, you know, upwards of 15 to 20 people in some instances, instances uh, to come to those meetings. And I know that as we all do, our schedules are very busy. And um, even when you provide lunch, and I know that's a big sell for both faculty and administrators and especially students, but it's still time away from your day. And I think if there's one group that you can argue food is not gonna get you there unless it's important and they can make the time for it. It's, it's the AMC. I mean, we're the one group like, you know, we, we do that for a living in many cases. We're the ones providing food for a lot of these events. So it's less of the draw that I think that it is for other people because in so many cases we are the ones doing the lift um, to make those things happen anyway. So, um, we're not as enamored by, by the by the free meal as I think other people. It's always nice. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but I, I think I think when you get people there, um, it's it's because of their interest and their dedication. How do you see AMC kind of fitting into your NYU career or your professional life? I don't. It, that's a it's a great question, and I have oh, thank you kind, kind of wrestled <laughs> wrestled with that both from a um, professional sense, but also from a volunteer sense with the AMC, I think a lot of it has to do with what, um, what is present, what presents itself in, in the moment. There have been different points in time where um, I've been offered opportunities to take on more leadership, both at work and with the AMC, where I've kind of stepped back and looked at kind of the big picture. I, I like to be involved in a lot of things. And for example, there was a point in time in which I was um, really involved with uh, uh, the AMC on many levels, alternate senator, you know, rep, senior unit rep, um, the standing committee on sexual misconduct. And then I was asked to be part of the um, appellate board for issues of sexual misconduct, which was its own thing separate of the AMC, but really brought about because of the AMC. And then there were certain um, folks within the college uh, that I work in that asked if I would consider taking on a cohort of advisees because I work with students so heavily. And there was a point in which I just, I said, okay, like this, I'm, I'm starting to, even though none of these are, you know, in the driver's seat or in the uh, leadership role specifically, I was starting to reach a point where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm stretching myself a little thin here. Um, and so it was just reflecting on that and kind of uh, not taking anything off my plate immediately, but kind of looking at that and saying, okay, I have to be more uh, aware of the things that I'm committing myself to. And so as I look at that um, in the same way, as I move forward aspirationally, um, I've said this many times, I, um, I think I have uh, high expectations of myself, but I've really fallen into 
a really fantastic job. Like I, um, I've worked in higher ed for many years at different institutions um, and having landed at NYU in a position where I initially thought, okay, this will be a great stepping stone because I didn't have experience uh, at this level with um, academic, the academic affairs side of things. Um, I worked in res life. I had worked in student activities. I had done those things for many years and I landed here and this was the opportunity that presented itself because I came at a time when the economy was really depressed and most of the hires at NYU were internal, which I never gave up. And I applied probably 18 to 20 times in a two year period where I, and by, I applied and by that, I mean, I actually had interviews for at least a dozen of those. Um, and I never gave up hope because I always knew that, well, I wanna work at a place that values internal people like that. So I just have to wait for my in and I found it. And so the job that I'm in, that I'm in now has, has evolved and has become, there, there are more responsibilities added to it, which is great. And I, um, you know, I have a real sense of contentment in the work that I do. And being part of the AMC helps bolster that. Like, I don't know if I could stay doing what I'm doing currently professionally indefinitely if I didn't have other outside connections to the university to kind of make my my work, uh, not my work life, but literally my work environment more interesting um, every day. So I, I think the two are really married well together. So I don't, I'm not necessarily looking um, to move into different areas, uh, just kind of expand the work that I'm doing um, within the AMC and within my own job. Um, to kind of keep it interesting. So one of the uh, kind of recent changes to our AMC meetings now that we're on Zoom, trying to change up the the energy a little bit, we've been starting our meetings off with uh, music and it's really just kind of a mix mash of things that Seamus and I like that pretty much is what <laughs> influences the musical choice. So if you had a chance to pick a song for an AMC meeting, uh, which song would you pick and why? You know what? I would because I'm going to go full on Dolly since we were talking about Dolly earlier. Um, at, at the age of 75, she hit the Billboard dance chart number one this year with a song called Faith. And it's a remix with um, uh, these gentlemen. I think they're from Sweden. Uh, it's Galantis is the, the dance, uh, uh, the, the producers basically. So yeah, the song is called Faith and it's a dance, uh, it's a dance, mix and it's it's from an old John Hyatt song called Faith um, and they totally reworked it and it's uh, Mr. Probs is featured on the uh, the song and it's really uplifting and it's just about having faith and I think that um, that is I think what we all need right now just faith you know in each other faith that we're gonna you know move past this faith that someone will you know make a decision as it relates to the elections, everything, you know, we just, we all just want, we all just want to get back to some sense of normalcy. So, so there you go. Faith. Nice. I love it. I love it. Mike, put it, put it in the Spotify queue. It's, <laughs> it needs to be done. Um, I, I have another fun question. Um, I hope it's a fun question. Uh, so Daniel, in some circles you're, you're known for, being quick uh, to find very, very funny memes or, or gifts. 
Is there a current meme that's your favorite? What would it be? Uh, there is a very witty meme that I just sent to my sister. It's witty and poignant and tragic in some ways. This person dismisses science, they're not wearing a mask. And then the person wearing it with it below their nose, um, this person doesn't understand science. And then the last person, the mask is just below their chin and says, this person believes in magic. <laughs> <laughs> so. so you had mentioned the 50th and a big part of the work that uh, a lot of AMC folks are doing this year is looking kind of through our archives and seeing where we have these different historical documents that are giving us a little bit of uh, sense of purpose and kind of what was going through the minds of our colleagues from decades ago. So kind of with that in mind, if, you know, kind of envision a world maybe 50 years from now where kind of the, the AMC leadership at that time is digging through the archives, celebrating AMC 100. Um, and if they were digging through the archives and found a note about you, um, what would you want them to know about you? What is something that you would like to have conveyed about your time in the AMC or your contributions to the AMC that would, uh, you know, kind of give them a touch point of who Daniel was back when he was very active in the AMC? Sure. Well, I think it would say that I always took the work of the AMC very seriously. Um, but I always saw sort of the fraternal nature of the body and the great deal of fun that we had getting to work, you know, like getting things done. I think that, again, I don't, <laughs> I can't speak for the other, the other bodies, but I think that we have a lot of fun in what we do. And I think we uh, do it through hard work and, you know, recognizing that, you know, sometimes you just have to sit back and kind of laugh at some of the absurdities of our own world. You know, you, nothing, is, nothing is too solemn or too silly. You know, we have, uh, we have uh, people who, who come to the table ready to work and to take things um, seriously, but at the same time, we, we, we all have a good sense of humor about it. And I think that's certainly true for me, but I think it's true for so many of my colleagues. And I also think that specific to this point in time, the snapshot, I give a lot of credit to the people like John DeSantos and the people who came before us because I think they worked, I think they had to work much harder in the sense that they needed to fight to make sure that the AMC was taken seriously as a body. I think we're at a place now where we, we're there and that I, I, see, I see that change as having happened in the last 10 years. I really do. And I think that that has a lot to do with John DeSantis and people um, and, and chairs leading up to yourself, uh, Mike. But I think that leadership has helped change that to the point where we're taken very seriously and we're able to challenge the administration in ways that I don't think people were able to in the past. So I think that's an important thing to take stock of and take note of as we hit the 50th that, you know, these people worked really hard to get us here, you know, back, you know, 50 years ago. And now we're at a place where in the last, you know, many years, last few years, we've, we've managed to, um, we've built up that cachet and we're doing, uh, we're doing good work with it. Thanks for joining us to hear more about Daniel's story. We hope this might inspire you to consider running for an AMC elected position in the future. To get involved with the AMC, visit nyu.edu slash AMC 
stop by OpenAMC, powered by Ideascale, at openamc.ideascale.com, or email us at amc.info at nyu.edu. Be well, be excellent to each other, and keep each other safe, NYU.